everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the spirit world has attacked us once again because with the prelim looking at... The episode in Audacity, it looks like uh, uh, <laughs> we've been, we have a couple of odd aspects, one of which is very loud and clear. I'll include that in the end of the episode, but that's beside the point. We, in this episode, me and Sasha talk about the passing of Johnny Hardwick, or say Hardwick, aka the voice of King of the Hills, Dale Dribble. We talk about Keith David replacing the late, great Lance Riddick in voicing what would be Lance's role in the game Destiny 2, plus a whole lot more, including the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So you want to stay tuned for this episode. And like I said, if you hear any strange type of EVPs or what have you, in this episode, please let us know in the comments section below, and I'll be more than happy to share them with Sasha in the next episode or what have you. So, what can I say? But, hey, George, cue the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Shock and terror with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman. In Sasha After Dark, the podcast of darkness reboot. And saving the rest of my W for four state. I'm going to need it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a long weekend. But it looks like everything gets out around five. Yeah, but I'm going to need it. Good chance I'm going to be on little sleep and for both days, so. I want to be caffeinated. Well, I'll make sure we grab some more diet stuff for the house and whatnot. Check it out. Got these little ice cubes. And they light up when they hit liquid. I don't know if you can see them well or not, but it turns like a green color when it lights up. So I figured that'd be kind of cool to play with with the Ecto Cooler. Uh... It was just on my mind things that we can talk about. We got the passing of the guy who uh, played uh, Dale Gribble. Uh, I did see um, the new Ninja Turtles over the weekend. The last Ronin video game got announced, which kind of ties into Turtles as well. Uh, anything else that stood out for you? I'm getting something up for Florida man. Some at least. Let's go see what Florida woman has. Okay. Hope there's no video with that. Well, even though this video, I hope there's a lot of just typing with that. Okay. I can't think of his name. What was the guy's name who did a uh, Del Rebel voice? I gotta pull up your chat. 
Johnny, Johnny Hard- Hardwick. And yep. for the moment, let me do that. And now I'll give you the assist in the background. That. Okay. Regards said, I have uh, not so much a Florida man, but a Florida woman. It's all good. They don't have to be and, from Florida, as long as they're weird. Well, I'll, I won't say it's weird, but uh, either way, it's stupid. Um, in regards to that, I also have... Oh, we could talk about um, Keith David uh, replacing uh, Lance Reddick as the voice of... It's some video game. I can't think of it off the top of my head. It's de- uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. I want to get everybody's... Uh, in your wheelhouse than it is mine. You can talk about that one. Now, I know about Keith David, because Keith David fucking rules, but outside of that, I'm ecstatic he's coming back for live-action Gargoyles. Yeah. Um, I'm like, they really need to stop getting these older voice actors, because they're dropping off like flies. I know video games is more my aspect. I'm not a big Destiny 2 player, but still, it's Keith David. So, there's that. I want to talk about Disney Plus. The guy who played Childs, right? Yeah, Childs. Keith David. AKA, if you've watched uh, Rick and Morty, right? Right. President. He's also voiced the president, yeah. And many, many other voice roles. Yeah, so. but it's his uh, his acting roles is where he's hardcore, though. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, him as Childs, like, he is a pretty good antagonist in the thing, you know, because he has the right idea, you know. What if he's human and then he's dead, you know? <laughs> then we're murderers. <laughs> Uh, either way, it's some it's something to talk about on the show. Um, I met Keith. Uh, I think uh, even though we're recording, I met Keith David. I want to say two thousand six mm-hmm. at monster. I want to say Monster Mania in New Jersey, and he was such a laid back, chill dude, man. Um, real laid back. It was a pleasure and an honor to meet him. He's got a lot of my respect. So, nothing. I, I we'll get into it, but there's nothing. I see nothing wrong with it or or him. It. I know there's probably a lot of folks out there. It's like, how dare they, they could never replace Keith? You know, Lance Riddick. I understand that, but still, Keith. Keith da- it's David. Keith motherfucking David, man. Uh, he so has you're, that. You're presence. not getting a downgrade. You're not getting a sound alike. You're getting Keith fucking David. David. So. We'll get into the article and all that. You have Keith David, uh, Lance, Lance, Lance Riddick for the role, set the bar for the role. Uh, basically, in your wheelhouse, wheelhouse think how, uh, what's his name, set the bar for Pinhead. That no matter who filled that would come after, would po- quite possibly hit that mark. But we they found that person. We've talked about that. Yeah. She filled that role perfectly and, you know, p- took it as her own. And here's Keith David 
he wants to hit that ball, you know, match that bar and exceed it. And he has every respect for what Lance did and the bar he set. So uh, I'll probably, I have the audio clip of his, um, his speech. I'll probably, when we cover the story, I'll clip his, uh, his speech and I'll put it in the audio of what he said. So, I mean, he has a lot of respect. You have to figure as well, Lance's voice, if you ever, I'm sure you've heard him in the content, um, uh, John Wick series. He's got that bass voice, that real deep bass voice. And Keith also has that bass in it, you know, that power. So both of them are right and can give her, give that, I ain't going to take that fucking shit. So they both have that. So, and I want to talk a little bit about, uh, something that's been reoccurring that both you and I could talk about a lot, and that's Disney Plus. Increase a lot of places increasing their rates and Everybody. for streaming. So, but it's it's coming into news again, and something we could talk about briefly, and why having hard copies is important. And I know it's something that we're trying to drill into people's heads, and but still, again, something we could talk about and cover. We both on pretty much on both sides of the same coin, but still the implicate folks, we're going to say it now. Indie folks are the way to go. Indie folks. Mm-hmm. Well, so, we still got the straight going on. So it's not like anything news coming out anytime soon. So, I mean, there might be stuff that's wrapped up with production and it's going to hit anyway, but when it comes to like cinema, it's going to be your indie, you know, I, I wonder, um, if what's his name, um, Cerrone, I can't think of his first name, guy who did the Terrifier flicks and All Hallows Eve and all that, if uh, if he's going to be able to do Terrifier 3 or if he's impacted by the strike, like as if he's gotten large enough to be impacted at this point. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't be at that point, but I don't know. I mean, technically Terrifier kind of operated outside of the industry kind of bypass the inter- industry and it's like hmm, you know it i've seen the first the the first full i know there was a i guess a short prior to the first full-length movie but i, the parts I, I, I saw it but are in all hollows eve and that's free on tubi if you can get yourself on the tubi um but i, got, uh, I, I have tubi i just have to uh sign up so I'm able to in essence bookmark stuff or create a, a to view list and continue stuff once I watch it. I have nothing I just gotta do that. I mean it's extreme horror. I, I mean I love the first terrifier. I haven't seen the second one yet. I'm curious. So again it's on hard I think it's on Tubi and it's on Shutter so it, it's not like it's Hard to find. Well, so. Terrifier 2, I think you still got to pay for. I don't even think I've seen a blue release of that yet. I don't think. I think to, uh, to, uh, Terrifier 2 is on Tubi, if not Shudder. Terrifier we 2 both is have... on like, Tubi, and I'm surprised at the money it made. So, I is think it... I've seen it on on Tubi and Shudder. I'll take a look. So, so. All I know was is in that first one that hackstall scene with the chick was friggin' awesome. That 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 was new. That was new. 
That was new. Oh, I love that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, I am I am disgusted and intrigued all at the same goddamn time. You know, it like, oh, oh, that's a little that's taken a little bit too far. I am totally grossed out and interested all in the same breath. My God. Weird. Um, <laughs> Somewhat awkwardly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you can tell the difference between a horror film and a sociopath. Like a horror fan will watch Terrifier 2 and have those reactions, but a sociopath will see suburban uh, Serbian film and have those <laughs> reactions so i remember i remember watching um the i think it was like the hong kong or yeah i think it's the hong kong version of let the right one in uh could be the um it's probably the wrong movie but i just remember the the american version and the hong both the you asian version the and version of the of the what? Uh, let the right one in I the think what? you mean Norwegian, not Hong Kong. There wasn't an Asian one. That, believe, believe me, there were, there were, was that was let the called the let the right one in. It, yeah, that's pretty that's much the original Norwegian one. Uh, it was about this chick that wanted to get in um, an apartment, but the price was too high for her, so she decided to kind of kill. Some of the residents in the oh, apartment building. Okay. okay, that's a completely different movie than Let the Right One In. Let the Right One In is about the little girl vampire who has the keeper and the little boy that kind of falls in love with her. I know the. I think that's the American version, but I know the Norwegian version is the same story, but it doesn't hold any punches. It lets it be known that her keeper is a child molester. That's known her since he was little. And basically, she's after the little boy to be her new guy to take care of her because it's how dark and twisted it is. Um, in fact, in the novel for the like one in, which is also, I believe, Norwegian, um, she's a trans character. So it's so many levels and layers. I think that because the American maybe, version maybe that's all let me in. Maybe. Um... The American version probably went off the Norwegian version. So, well, the Norwegian version is the point of origin as well as where the novel came from. But the one that came out of like Hong Kong, that when I was watching that, I think it was on Netflix uh, or it was something along those lines. I want to say Netflix. Can we credit Netflix for this? No. Because it was a couple of years. Netflix Netflix buys a lot of foreign stuff, and it's getting to the point where it's almost ridiculous. And they have picked up some good ones. I'm just uh, saying, can we at least blame Netflix for the time being? Yeah, we can blame Netflix. Okay, and when yeah, I was watching it, title for it, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how Babadook, the gay icon. <laughs> but one of the deaths in this version of the film was that the chick uses. Uh, one of these vacuum seal bags that you use for like blankets mm. to kill the victim. I was like, huh, that's oddly new. 
I don't think I've ever seen that ever happen in a horror movie where, in essence, the slasher off somebody using a vacuum seal bag. <laughs> That's completely new. I I am I'm happy to see that. And that's when you think, what's wrong with me that I'm happy to see a brand new, interesting kill in a horror movie? <laughs> that, that That is not normal. <laughs> well, there isn't anything original in the horror genre unless you go indie or you go foreign. Let's let's just be honest. Right. You got to go indie. You got to go foreign. And even then, you sometimes got to go extreme Serbian film. I've only ever gotten like halfway through that movie. And it's just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Because now you just brought in the dude's wife and kid. And now there's some necrophilia. Go- um, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you ha- that's pretty much when you're watching horror and you have to reevaluate your life. It's like, I'm disgusted, but I haven't hit that line yet. You know, where's that line? <laughs> Is that do I need to do I need to see a therapist now because I, I'm not off put by this? <laughs> You'll run into a bunch of horror fans who will basically say, Well, you're not a true horror fan unless you can set through Serbian film. Like the next time I run into one of them, either I'm gonna call them a liar flat out because they couldn't have made it the whole way through. And if they did make it the whole way through, we're giving them a hug and calling the authorities. <laughs> that shit is fucked. <laughs> There, there's a, a TikToker that I I want to share with you. It, it's pretty much he, I don't know if the person is, at least for the time being, to be fair, his girlfriend or wife. And there's a lot of movies she hasn't seen before, like uh, Big Trouble in Little China, Lost Boys, some of the ones that I've seen. And it, the, the TikToks is pretty much her watching the movie and reacting to certain scenes. <laughs> And it's There's just hysterical. Like that. There's a YouTube channel known as You, Me, and the Movies. And it's this guy showing his wife all the movies that he that, enjoys. Is he, uh, is the wife blonde? I'm colorblind, but I don't think so. The guy is very Texan and has glasses and kind of a cowboy kind of guy. I, I haven't seen his face yet, but I've seen mostly her. That I know on occasion, like when they're watching something really, really wretch, the kids walk in and they've got to pause the movie and fumble for the remote. <laughs> it might be something different. I'll, I'll, I think I have one of the videos saved on my tablet. I'll post to your okay. your timeline. Um, it, it might be we actually might be thinking of the same TikToker, but still, it's. <laughs> I just think it's, it's funny because like. Anytime the kids walk in and interrupt like a hardcore horror movie, they throw up a whole technical difficulties. <laughs> chase the kids out. <laughs> she got freaked over Evil Dead movies, so he bought like a copy of the Necronomicon just keep on hand and freak her the fuck out. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a whole like thing on YouTube and TikTok now. People reacting to older than dirt movies that nobody's watched before you know just to see what their friends reactions are like i was been watching a lot of animation fans who haven't set transformers 86 and yeah their reaction's totally different than how it was received in 86 oh that was really good and i'm like yeah for a star wars ripped off that kills optimus prime you know 
we suffered trauma god damn it uh i'm sure you you saw that video i uh posted up on my timeline on facebook about i think it was like 10 movies from the 80s that gave kids trauma <laughs> it was like warship down to see akira during its theatrical run i didn't see uh akira until like 95 95 <laughs> uh, until like 95 96 when i um Shelton i was working why yeah I, I no i saw it it was when it hit i think i want to say either tbs or tnt and so I, I was working this thing called um animation station that used to be it would come on at like one or two in the morning in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was long before Toonami started, and they legit would show straight up OVAs that had just, Grant from the 80s, but that had just been translated into English with decent voice dubbing, and they'd run Akira. Uh, they'd run um, oh, something, Ranma Green, Aiko versus Biko, and um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the name of the one the one movie. They made a live action of it. It's really good. But they would show the animation version that came out uh prior but, to the live action. I said uh I, I for that time I was working one of the first jobs I had it was for a local mall in Ocala, Florida. And mm. I was telling uh the uh the Armitage. They would show Armitage. that a lot. Oh, I love that. I, I have both somewhere lurking around. I have the, the first and the second one. I love them both. Um, Armitage was really good. Um, well, 2049 wanted to be. And I was, um, for those who don't know, think uh, there was a, it was like Ant, Auntie's or whatever. It's like one of these pretzel making places in the mall. Um, Auntie Anne's. What? Auntie Anne's. Yeah, Auntie Anne's. Uh, but in, in Florida, it was uh, pretzel time. And they had like a, a mobile booth that was next to where I worked at. And I was telling the guy behind the, the counter, and he's like, yeah, you probably saw Akita. And I went, what? And he said, yeah, you 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 didn't see all of the film. You only saw part of the film. I'm like, and I'm like, what do you mean? It was two hours long. It was It was on like TNT. He's like, no, no, you did not see the whole film, and you have to see the good stuff. And it was one of those instances where, if you have that right fan, they're going to give you a lot of the good shit. And mm -hmm. he came in the next day with like a stack of VHS tapes, like that. <laughs> Again, this was before DVDs, kids. Uh, a stack of tapes. I think he gave me, um, uh, like two or three tapes. It was like Vampire Hunter D, the original one, Akia, and Ninja Scroll. And it was that when I really got into anime. Like, oh my god, this the gore, the, you know, the blood, the guts, the gore. I'm like, oh my god, wait a minute, this is what I needed in my animation because Oh, we rented the Demon City in there. Oh, I, I I did watch. I love Demon City. I have that lurking around somewhere. Um, Killer tits. Who else would like killers, it? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's like that's why I'm mad 
voodoo. It's like, where's my Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies? God damn it. I want some Shaw Brothers. Um, I want some good old school anime. I want some like Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, there's uh, everybody likes One Piece, uh, One Hit Man, and the, I'm not knocking that stuff, but OG Vampire Hunter D. But uh, what was it called? The second one? That one. Uh, Blood one. Oh, that was good. Um, Those are two my that I regret getting rid of. I have both working around, but you could find Vampire Hunter D in the usual spots on YouTube uh, and get them that way and watch them. They're under different titles, but it's pretty much the same movies. Uh, I, I love watching Vampire. I, the the animations on par, very good uh, for both. And there was like the original Vampire Hunter D is what introduced speed lines into uh, anime. Mm-hmm. And all that so you had a lot of improvements and each one it's and the anime culture is has grown expect uh like a shit ton over the past 20 years and too bad there is a lot of gatekeeping and uh i don't want to say hate. you think the fan the hate and fandom against newcomers in for star wars and star trek is bad the hate amongst the new fans coming in is also bad, and the gatekeeping is bad. Trust me, I know. You Everything. folks who've been listening know about how. Check out, I think it was the last episode that we put out in regards to why I haven't hit, you know, uh, Otacon for the past two years. You know, it's not the fans. A lot of the fans, because you have a lot of new blood. Kind of the thing. You know, the, the fans are fun. They're welcoming. It's a lot of the uh, gatekeepers that are running the shit that don't like the new fans or or the filthy casuals that are roaming around and to, that are enjoying the stuff. And that's the sad thing. That That is the sad thing. But either way. Yeah, but that, that's how it is with a lot of fandoms. I mean, look at the Godzilla fandom. Jesus, everybody has their own error to the movies. And they get real pissy with, you know, the new fans because they feel they're casuals and they don't know where to start. A lot of them got to start with uh, the whole MonsterVerse recently and people get pissed about that. And it's like, you know what? This is somebody who discovered something new. This is their first step into a larger world. Instead of being a dick, why don't you show them some of the cool stuff that you enjoy, but without gatekeeping? It's not hard to do, you know? (laughs) Let me put it like this. I remember when Godzilla, two, not not the Sony one that came out in oh, with like 2000. Yep. I know which one you mean because I actually watched it. And not not, back not that. that one. I'm talking about the Brother. Toho yes. Godzilla 2000. Where he had that and, like weird alien spacecraft that looked like a third right, water. Right. Now, to, to me, Toho all the fucking way. Um and I've seen one, the, the one character's name was Gotta Kitty, and trust me, every time he answers the phone, Gotta Kitty. <laughs> but when I saw it in theater, I was one of maybe about three, three or four people in the theater, and there was somebody in there at that time, my age, with his son, and before the film start started, 
uh, his kid had been probably 10 years old, at mm-hmm. least. And he was like, why, why are we here, here, Dad? And he said, I remember seeing Godzilla as a kid, and I want to share that experience with you. And that's, you know, that's a parent trying to be a parent to share something with their child. And me, I went because it's got to- one Toho, two, it's Godzilla. And I, at that point, I thought the series ended in like the mid 80s. And apparently, I was like, apparently not. They've been making movies since, you know, through the 90s. I'm like, I want to see this. And I, I love Toho. I remember watching it, you know, when I was all the imports on the New York equivalent of whatever your independent station is. It was like one of the, it was WPIX channel 11 folks, New York listeners. I know you're number one this month in listening. So shout out to WPIX because that's where I got my indie stuff. Growing up, all the uh, the Kung Fu, uh, OG Saw Brothers, badly dubbed Kung Fu movies, all the Godzilla movies uh, from the eight seventies and eight sixty seventies and eighties. That's where I watched all that fun stuff. Was WPIX? Uh, so I, I remember seeing all you know the you knew it's a guy in a suit or a girl in a suit, you know, and but it, it's cheese. You loved it. And the whole aspect of, um, I'm sure you know this, There, I think it was uh, one of the recent Godzilla fil- films, it was uh, Godzilla and um, the War of the Monsters or all that. Okay. They had, uh, I think you know which one. I yeah, don't have true. it up yeah, on screen. Yeah. I know which one you mean. Uh, I have it on PSP. Um, and it said it was one of the first times that there was a woman playing the suit, inside the mm-hmm. suit. And and I agree with the person that said it. I saw it on TikTok uh, saying that even though the dub of the, the monster is put in, I mean, the, the roar is added in later, in, in essence, post, like they do with everything else. She's the only one that adds in her own roar. And the guy says said on his TikTok, it's adorable as hell. And they sh- he sh- shared the crypt. And- clip of her roaring and it's just i'm like motherfucker that is adorable as fuck <laughs> i'm like that is adorable god damn it <laughs> and she's just being that character she again she doesn't have to roar all she has to do is trigger the mouth mechanism to open up but when she does it and she just goes Rawr. i'm like that's adorable i'm going home now <laughs> I can't. I can't be more of a fan. I, I can't be aggravated, and it just made me fall in love with Godzilla all over again. Even if I wasn't a fan, I'd become a fan strictly because of that. Because it's so damn adorable, it brings into a fan. It's like, why not? You know, I love it. I love Godzilla. I have a. Um, it's the equivalent of Funko Pop. Uh, we could get into that too if you want. Uh, when everything begins, but yeah, Funko. Uh, um, but it's the equivalent of Funko Pops. It's like three Godzillas throughout the generations. And I was like, as a fan of Godzilla, I have to, you know, buy that. And I was supporting a local business to boot. So. But anyways, you want to start where we normally start? Yes. And don't forget the, uh, I got put on the mask, but don't forget this time to, uh, do the intros because you've got the last time. Oh, geez. 
Well, we'll if I flub, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> but how the only thing I do in that part of everything is insert the official dramatic pause, but <laughs> I was like, where's the intros? I don't know where to put the dramatic pause. Well, as long as we so get I, into a topic and it just keeps going. So. <laughs> hashtag rant. I got it. I'm going to have to do that. I know where I can find the clip of uh, 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 of Tork going, that's, that sentence has too many syllables. Apologize. So I got to have that as my rep. But uh, as you can tell, I'm at Owls. Um, cause clearly I'm on the hot seat again. Um, but anyway, we'll have to see if we get any EVPs this time because it's a completely different area, completely different setup, different Wi-Fi. Well, last week I wasn't really looking, but, um, I know the week before that, when we did it, I found about a bunch that was at your place the week before that, or July 4th had a bunch, but that was, could be dismissed as july 4th but yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see i'll hunt and folks at home listening you hunt too and leave stuff in the comments so yeah. you're more than welcome to and when i post the full episodes up you're more than welcome to listen to audio and have headphones on and i slide things audacity is free ladies and gentlemen yeah if you figure out how to use it <laughs> All right. Whenever you're ready, let me know. Okay. Let's go. Ah, Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have for me today? Well, something from the SK system, Sasha. And once again, it is. From good old Florida. So oh, Florida. Yes. See, I love Florida. It's great. Fucked up shit awesome. comes from there. Don't you? Didn't you come from there? Yes, I came from there. And somehow my shit decided to go foobar on me. Oh, goody. Well, you might be able to summarize. Oh, uh, basically, I went with Florida woman this time around. So I had to keep things fair. There it we're is. being diverse. Yeah, we're being diverse. Now, this was um, nowhere near my hometown. How, is that Coke? Yes. Yes. Why do you have to be so damn different? Because <laughs> I'm always about Coke. If you ever see me with a Pepsi, there's a problem. But, uh, this time around, unless it's comes clear. from unless it's clear. I will go off my diet to drink uh, Pepsi Clear once again. Uh, this comes from the good old, oh, uh, not Ocala, uh, Orlando area. Orlando, well, actually, Day Daytona area. <laughs> now, Daytona, <laughs> Daytona, <laughs> the land of NASCAR. <laughs> Now, uh, <laughs> if you ever oh work my God. Eight, you know exactly what I mean when I go Daytona. <laughs> now, here, here's how the article reads. A 
Volusia County woman suspected of uh, unaliving her 79-year-old roommate allegedly 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 doused not not in regards to unarriving her 79 year old roommate but this is allegedly doused herself in soda an attempt to erase the possible evidence on her body what soda According did she use <laughs> diet mountain dew oh god <laughs> It says she poured Diet Mountain Dew all over her body when the police told her they were going to collect her DNA as part of the investigation. I didn't know uh, they could alter your DNA. (laughs) I don't want to go into any more because that is the most weirdest thing, period, so far. There's got to be something that's like the internet that has some sort of misinformation regarding diet mountain dew <laughs> uh but she was uh says she was booked into the volusia county de- jail august 5th on charges of first degree murder tampering with evidence how is tampering with evidence well technically it is but <laughs> mountain dew ain't going to be doing shit <laughs> diet mountain dew. dna and mountain dew <laughs> <laughs> And resisting arrest. was Mountain Dew. Resisting arrest of violence, Jayla. Like, they they found the the bloody knife laying next to the victim's body. So they could still correct evidence off the damn knife. Listen, (laughs) folks, do not use Diet Mountain Dew or any soda products to eliminate evidence. Uh... And we're not saying that you should ever eliminate evidence or murder people. <laughs> right, right, right. There, we're just saying there are better ways to do that. Tons, <laughs> but don't do it. <laughs> uh, we don't uh, know or approve of murders. <laughs> I want sacrifices. Does it but say... we sure do enjoy hearing about them. <laughs> The thing is, it doesn't say why she unalived this person. Now, it, it, it would have been interesting. And they were Just 79 years old. I, I can probably give you 20 million reasons why. Now, the thing is, uh, she she's, looks like she's been in prison several times in the amount of ta- Well, can't st- stereotype somebody off of tattoos, but she has a crap ton of tattoos all over the place. Bill Dotree will be waiting outside of prison for when she's released to pick her up. <laughs> what were you in prison for? Killed my husband. <laughs> and that's the thing is, that's what the story, the story led with the Mountain Dew. I accept the fact that they led with the Mountain Dew, but the fact that I said, apparently she also tried to set fire to the home too. Because it says, uh, oh, that was July 5th, but everything was July 1st. Uh, oh, I guess the whole thing happened with uh, during early July, and the news is just getting released now. Uh, apparently, it says here, during the early morning hours of July 1st, uh, the Tona Beach police officer was flagged down by a citizen regarding a fire at a home. Uh not going to release it that that information. Uh, the, when the firefighters arrived at the scene, they did, 
extinguished the fire and found a man lying on the floor dead. He had blunt force trauma to the back of his head and multiple stab wounds in his torso. So I guess that's when she decided, you know what? I'm going to douse myself with Mountain Dew to get rid of everything. Jeez. Uh, so she used fire to get rid of other evidence and tried to use Mountain Dew to get rid of her DNA evidence. We're dealing Hi. with some real rocket scientists down there. Hi, welcome to Florida. And I'm and I and I admit uh, it says when she when asked about the fire, she became agitated, refused to speak to and requested an attorney. Uh, yeah, attorney. Attorney authority said while escorting uh, the person to the, the car, patrol car, the effect, uh, if detectives informed her they would be collecting her DNA. It was then she asked police for a drink. They gave her a Diet Mountain Dew, and that's when she began to procrastinate while drinking the soda. When a detective tried to grab the soda from her, police said. Not, uh, she doused herself with it, crawling over her body and hair, trying to interfere with possible evidence on her body. Um, <laughs> I think by that point, when you're uh, pretty much arrested on scene, looking like Carrie from the prom, you are done. <laughs> yes. Your mom would say, it was me, take me away. <laughs> it was the one man. <laughs> Was the one on? See, that reminds me of the. Uh, this was early to mid '90s when I was living. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was living in just outside of Ocala, uh, and I, we had one of the first satellite dishes at the time. I mean, it was prior to. Direct TV. It was like Primetime Network. It was called Primetime Entertainment Network or something like that. It was uh, one of these companies that was trying to be, it was the forerunner to like Dish and Direct TV. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have uh, any type of local programming or anything that you folks at home you might know now in regards to. Uh, Dish Network or Direct TV. Uh, pretty much, uh, you had maybe ten or eleven channels, if that, and the rest were literally either music channels or pay per view. Right. But the the ten or eleven channels were all uh, timeshare channels. The best way I could uh, describe it. Up until like between, I will say from 6 a.m. to or from 7 a.m. to maybe 8 p.m. was like a station. Let's use like a, I'll use WP again because New York is uh, our biggest listener uh, state this month. And it was WPIX. at the time, because I remember it, WPIX was from like 7 a.m. to about 8 p.m. Literally, it was that. And from 8 p.m. to probably 7 a.m. was a station out of L.A. It was like a Fox, uh, Fox 5 out of L.A. And 
So me and my folks watched the nightly news from WPIX, and they were talking about a a guy that a person that did a mass shooting on the subway. Again, this was early uh, early to mid nineties, and they were talking about the court case. Court case, and they had one of the witnesses on stand, and the guy was stupidly representing himself. He's like. Didn't you just see, uh, I didn't do this. Didn't you see that other man that did this? And the person was like, no, you had the gun. You were the one that was pew-pewing the whole place from one end, one side of the car to the next. You are the one that wound, you know, fired it. You are the one that wounded me. So, you are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You are the one that are the ball lickers. And he was like, oh, I wasn't like, no. And one after another, it was like the scene from Sign, uh, the last few episodes of Seinfeld. Well, everybody's like, oh, they're the ones that are the idiots. They're the ones that are mean and cruel and X, Y, and Z. So that's oh. what it reminded me of. Either way. Florida, Florida, Florida. Florida, you're a bunch of content. Yeah. What a weird state. And I love it in our backyard because our, our, our own backyards are very interesting. But anyways, this is the point where I would say, uh, of course, cue the music. Bum, bum, bum. Dramatic. Buzz. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and insert our intro. Uh, you're listening to Sasha After Dark, the podcast darkness i am sasha constantine monroe aka sasha the princess of darkness with me of course is our w uh schlub and schmuck which of course would be uh, chris lumser here our martinsburg madman also known for the long coat mafia podcast and also called reverend godfather and drink dubby consume dubby consume Douche. That would w. be weird if you put on the glasses <laughs> and all you see is W everywhere. Like, what the hell? Yeah, he's gonna bring out the douche bottle and then the enema bag. <laughs> <laughs> it really wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing against W. You guys, I'm still working on that tub that I, I got from you guys. I doubt they're watching, but still. Oh, uh, we got a kid that I like their flavor if you. Granted, if you're like Sasha and can't take in coffee, don't buy Dubby. But if for the rest of America that lives, drinks, and uh, breathes coffee, Dubby is out. So and that's one of many ways you can support us. The other way is good old OnlyFans. Uh, I'd rather do that than Patreon. And uh, top of that, I got to say, with my OnlyFans lately, I uh, just had an uptick of 10 new people just suddenly join in. New York, is that you? Are you guys from New York? Is that why we've got a bunch of new viewers on OnlyFans? I'm going to tell you now, OnlyFans, as long as my ass ain't lazy, is the only place that you can get extended content, added content, extra bonuses, and maybe some lewds every now and again. Uh, but outside of that, um, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Thanks to everywhere. Long yes, from, I'm on, on the long, at least Long Coat Mafia podcast YouTube channel. You can find clips and also the full visual app, 
stuff that uh, we're trying to keep ahead of things because somebody over there has not been posting the unedited stuff to her, or at least the edited stuff to her channel. So no, I, I posted a, a full episode the other day, and I might just <laughs> so I can caught up. So at least until we get to this episode and the last episode, and I'll just put a bunch released because you guys waited long enough if you're on YouTube. So yeah, but, uh, there'll be a bunch of uploads. And then I'll not, try to focus more on nice little thumbnails for y'all and things of that nature. And not to mention, uh, I, I'm the one that posts up the audio side of things uh, with up additional updates and so forth and so on. Uh, and plus, I have a Patreon where you could uh, uh, sign up to and interact and sh ideas. And plus, we do have that tip jar and that the goals of everything where if we hit those goals, I will... You know what? Because we are somewhat on the ro road to Four State Comic Con in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, if we, this is a challenge, I doubt we're going to get it, but I'll put the challenge out there. If our tip jar gets a thousand dollars or meets or exceeds a thousand dollars by the end of the month or by the, when is it, the 26th, I will stop at Walmart. Between now and then, once I get those funds, I will get a bikini and I will do the reveal at ha Four State Comic Con Harrisburg. On and I'll do it on TikTok. So, how about them apples? If you want to do that goal, of the venue, and he'll be wearing one of them long coats to represent Long Coat Mafia. I'll be like, I will man, bring you with me. I'll do a big man in a bikini and a long coat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Are you going to be my J? Yeah. Are you going to be my J? I ever see him. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but no, um, if if you're new to us, we talk sci-fi, we talk horror, we right. talk gaming, we talk movies, we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> and if we do it, I, you know what? I'll I'll probably message. Uh, I'll I'll let her know. Um, beforehand so she's not you know shocking before I, she's got to, I'll say she's had a sense of humor before in the past hopefully she'll continue but I'll let her know so that way she's prepared for it and that is uh, Langley Cat I know she has her own pages and all that I'll be like I'll be the one to go guess what I'm wearing a bikini too and I'll I know <laughs> <laughs> that'll be awesome but we mostly I know she'll but I know she'll probably laugh that because uh, I don't want to go up to one of the other ones. Uh, cosplayers are going to be there and, and do that and go, at least mine are real and walk off. But um, we don't want to do you that. You have to go to the strip club like that if that's the case. You have to I'll go to the strip club. I will do that. <laughs> and I will do that too. It's like, hey, at least mine are real. <laughs> so we, remember, $1, we have to break $1,000 before. Uh, uh, August 26th. And even and if those we, we, we could still find time to go to a strip club with him in a bikini in it. Might want to hold off to the middle of winter. That could be real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and if that happens, I'll do it as a polar bear. I got the stream in the back. I'll do that as a polar bear challenge. So. But no, like on our podcast, we, we talk a little bit of everything. Nerd, geek, pop, what have you. Um. We're also a conspiracy podcast, apparently. And speaking of conspiracies, uh, uh -oh. we all. Where's my tinfoil hat? 
Huh? Where's my tinfoil hat? Where's my tinfoil hat? Uh, <laughs> well, in this case, you need to get a mag truck hat. It's got to be wow. red. Well, as unfortunately many of you have heard, since we do talk sci-fi, geek, TV, movies, Johnny Hardwick recently passed, who was the yes. voice of Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. And, of course, he was Mr. Conspiracy Theorist, Mr. Pocket Sand, and Squirrel Tactics. And, and we, you know, want to just give a shout out for hours of entertainment. Um, I know there's been rumors of a potential. Not to mention. Oh, uh, and you're kind of distorted. No. Uh, so you're distorted a little bit, too. But uh, I, te- that's a technical glitch, folks, not the spirit realm t- talking to us. But yeah, uh, yeah, we're getting a little distorted. But, I don't know if it's the Internet acting up or what. Let me take a look here. No, I got Probably two bars. But, but for the most part, we'll say this. Dale was the first person, or the character Dale was the first person to actually say the word yeet and demonstrate what yeet was with the whole pocket sand aspect. Well, Sasha, can you hear me? Uh-oh. We might have a technical, I don't know if it's recording on her end or not. Up, I don't know if we're recording. I don't know. It still says recording, but Sasha might have left or what's going on. Still recording to the cloud and might have to contact Sasha on everything. Is she joining? Is she still recording to the cloud? And she might be joining in. Boom, I'm back. Okay. Uh, is it showing recording on your end? Yeah, it's still recording. Okay, because it's still recording on my end. So that's good. So It's the internet. It got funky in here, so I rebooted the server. So that may have been what it was. Okay, um, just in case things didn't uh, fall. Uh, with this recording to the cloud, it'll just pick back up. Yeah. Uh, just in case things don't fit well with the cloud and all that fun jazz, uh, at, I'll know in post and I'll fix it in post when things are said and done. But just yeah. in case uh, we were talking about Johnny Hardwick. Like, what, jo- Johnny Hardwick and his character Dale. Dale, for those out there, as I was saying, if it didn't pick up, uh, he was the his character was the first person to actually use the word yeet and demonstrate what that meant with the whole pocket saint. So and that was he was great. It was it was definitely a type of person I've met more than once in my lifetime, you know, and it, it was character uh, characterized rather well. It's always like tall skinny guy wearing shades and a trucker hat and he's always spouting off the latest alien and everything else conspiracy it's kind of like living with my brother oh i I do that (laughs) aliens are real government's trying to kill us every day (laughs) i can do that too and it's like uh, the thing is i have a red hat it's not a uh i'll say this it's not a, a mac truck hat it's not a maga hat it's just a red hat 
off-brand red red hat that I could put on, I could put sunglasses on and do the whole <laughs> conspiracy theorist type of ordeal. I just got to find it. Well, I guess John Redcorn's happy at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to go heal Nancy. <laughs> she has headaches. I just love the episode where he's literally doesn't know what he's asking he's all like john redcorn please heal my wife (laughs) and it's like oh god you know honestly if we're talking conspiracies and and dealing with with the passing of uh johnny hardway i honestly believe that dale knew his wife had cheated a lot of folks a lot of folks are agree with that that he actually knew but because he he also, with that, knew that John didn't want to be a a father. He wanted to be at least a father to pretty much his son, Seriously. in a way. Yep. So, I'm like, it's like that one episode where Peggy finds out nobody else knows that she's trying to tell Dale. And there's that whole scene where they're talking about them written in Sino Man, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> Or the episode where Joseph thinks he comes from aliens because his dad can't figure out how he conceived <laughs> Joseph. And the, the whole other people. <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is like when Peggy figures it out, I think if I remember the episode correctly, everybody pretty much tells her, we've known for years. We, we just don't <laughs> tell Dale. <laughs> And she's like, what? And like everybody's like, yeah, we just yeah, <laughs> we just don't tell them. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we knew. <laughs> yeah, even 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 men knew. Remember uh Khan's wife? <laughs> I knew first week. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it, it was a great show, and there's been rumors of a reboot. Or kind of like what they did with Beavis and Butthead recently. And I don't know. I, can, can you really fill Dell's shoes? And would it be a fast forward or would it be a reboot like they've done with Beavis and Butthead? You know. I'm kind of like, it's good. and Why don't we just leave it alone? We, we can make a better version of The Good Family. I'd be curious about that. You ever see The Good Family, Chris? Um, I might have. But it, I don't actually. I don't think I have. But it rings a bell. There are a bunch of hippy dippies in a family. They adopted a kid from Africa named Ubuntu, but of course he's white. <laughs> they uh, they have a daughter that does not want to live the hippy dippy lifestyle, and they have this dog that has just been so meat deprived that it's like a killing machine if it's left alone for five minutes. <laughs> Like they have a squirrel problem on the campus that the the father figure works at. And so he gets stuck having to bring the dog to work. And the squirrel problem just mysteriously vanishes. (laughs) Because his dog goes ape and just kills them all. (laughs) It's a a pretty cool show. To me, that sounds like a win-win scenario. Yeah. 
well, we can get rid of the dog using, or get rid of the squirrels using all natural methods, and it won't harm them. And he's setting up all these really stupid traps. So you can see the dog destroying squirrels in the background. <laughs> It'll act as a natural deterrent. <laughs> no, just let the dog do its thing. You make yep. the dog happy. Yeah, you could just be completely ignorant about the whole thing. Yeah, but it's 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 a comical show. Um, I would just say watch it, but it was definitely a miss when it came out because I think it was one of those shows that got released onto the UPN. Like the UPN actually got a lot of really good shows, and then they just kind of because the channel sucked and nobody was watching it, just kind of like disappeared. Um, like uh, what was that one cartoon about that? kid in high uh the guy who's in college he sells mattresses his brother comes to live with him his teenage brother and he's got I'm like oh, i'm trying to think of the name of it but it was really progressive for the time um they I'm, had a roommate that was like a hippie blonde chick the brother character was kind of like this womanizing a-hole the little brother was a big old nerd who wore glasses. Something Hill. I can't remember what it was. I think I missed that. I just know uh, when the WB-UPN wars were going on, uh, to me, UPN a lot of that had a lot of the, the good shows versus mm-hmm. um, what the WB had because uh, UPN at that time, I was big, still very big Star Trek fan. They had uh, DS9... Voyager, I think they had as well. Uh, Supernatural, which I was starting to get into. Um, I think they even had the uh, the Bruce Campbell Western that was on. Briscoe County Junior. Yeah, Briscoe County. Uh, they had a lot of good shows, but I don't think the... It was like Fox when they first started out. They, they had a lot of good stuff that, that they didn't know what to do with and how to promote that stuff. And they just fell by the wayside. So, and they just mer- merged into the CW and some of the ones that were the good shows, primarily the ones that were the tent poles stayed, which was Star Trek and Supernatural and maybe one or two others that were part of that mix that were, I guess, the higher rating rated ones that didn't really didn't need a push stayed. Nothing against Supernatural. Supernatural is wonderful show i like supernatural i got into it thanks to reruns and i was like wait a minute i'm enjoying this you know one of those shows that started out good for a woman but good for a man but made for a woman but type of ordeals because it you could tell it was it was pandering to a certain demographic but it's also yeah. um it's one of those that Guys could watch it because it's men hunting demons and hunting, but it's you have a lot of attractive guys participating in it, which panders to another set of another demographic. So you had, well, hey, why not? You know, I just remember, <laughs> I just remember the the wishing well episode and just laughing at a certain scene and hearing five seconds later laughter from a certain scene. Because I had roommates at the time, and we were all watching this pretty much the same episode, and it got to the same joke, and it was like, <laughs> "That's funny!" And all of a sudden, 
<laughs> That's hysterical. And I had to go upstairs like, yeah, fluff, right? <laughs> but yeah, hey, don't knock it. Don't knock it. I love Supernatural. It's sad when voice actors pass, and that kind of oh, yeah. to the topic you wanted to get into. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as some of you all know, uh, not just voice actor, but he was also a lot of folks, depending on the the genre that you might have met him. Some of you all might remember him as the concierge from John Wick. And others of you who are in the gaming community know him as Zavala. I'm, I had his name pronounced on Zavala from Destiny 2. And the voice actor is Lance Riddick. Or I said the actor is Lance Riddick. And he had this commanding uh, presence. One of the things I'll include here. His lines before he passed in one of the latest DLCs for Destiny 2. Here is that clip of Lance speaking those lines. Excuse me? One fucking guardian has been kicking your racist collective asses for nine years. They kill guards for fun and to turn them into guns for a meme. They genocide entire races for loot. They assassinated your last leader, cleaned out your daddy's ship while he wrote fan fiction about them and promptly fucked off to let you pick up the pieces. The only reason I didn't bring them here is because they casually began wielding the darkness to clap ass in new ways. All I have to do to make them end you is to tell them you have a fancy new gun or that Eris can make you into one. So, think about that before you tell us to bow to your sorry ass. Recognize eyes of Guardian. Yeah, pretty much. But as you heard in the clip, for those who are listening at home, he pretty much the it begins with the main antagonist saying "Neil," and he gets into the with his voice going "Excuse me," and going on. It's like if you want, I'm going to call, you know, the folks back home that. They've been kicking your asses for the past nine years. They took your your leader, kicked his ass so hard that he's writing fan fiction right now, and they stripped everything out of his ship, pretty much hyping your, you up as the player, hyping the storyline and you up. And right now, Des, um, Bungie announced legendary actor and voice actor Legendary in his own right in multiple aspects to replace Lance. And Lance set a high bar when it came to Destiny 2 and his character. And the person that they tapped on the shoulder to replace. Now, Bungie has stated everything up until this point, they're not pulling a, you know, what they did in the past and change all the lines to 
this new voice actor. They're going to keep all Lance's voice work up to that point. So if you play past missions, past everything else, they're keeping Lance's lines in there. So you'll still as memories. But the new person that they tap to be this character is the legendary Keith David. And me personally, I have a lot of respect for Keith. He's done, he's been Goliath from the original series, animated series, um, Gargoyles. A lot of you folks out there might know him as the president from Rick and Morty. Uh, horror fans know him from not just the thing, but they live. He's been in so much. He's very iconic. His, his IMDb on. He, his IMDb is 300, a listing of 300 and growing. Heck, even on the yep. Xbox side of things, he's known as the Arbiter from Halo. So he he's iconic in his own right. And I'll include his... He's still his in Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. And he's come out on his Twitter and TikTok saying how honored he is. So without further ado, here's Keith David's acceptance speech to everyone in regards to his new role in Destiny. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Keith David, and I am honored to continue the great work of Lance Riddick as Zavala. One of the great qualities of Zavala that really um, attracts me um, is his integrity and his sense of family. And I thought that Lance captured that wonderfully. And it is my intention to continue that work and to continue to bring that kind of integrity to the role. To all the fans, thank you for your support. Thank you for welcoming me into this family. Let's just continue to make this a great experience. Thank you. Because what you guys heard at home is him saying what Lance brought to the table and what he plans. To summarize for those here watching, he states that Lance set a very high bar for this character. And he hopes to kind of meet that high bar. And and he's acknowledging Lance. He wants to make sure the fans accept him. And the fans are accepting him for that because he... He is that credible. Who, why not? If you're replacing somebody so respected and legendary, who better to bring in somebody with the same, almost the same voice quality, same bass quality to replace that and is able to act that level of, hey, what, excuse me? In a, in a way of saying, excuse me, motherfucker, you want me to bring in the guys that all I have to do is like, say i need help they're going to come in here and kick your ass they'll do it just for the freaking lulls and memes <laughs> they're not going to if not if they don't come all to do is tell this person that they're going to turn you into a meme and they're going to come in after that just to see that meme oh you don't want that to happen <laughs> no 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 keith is that on that level and we can't, a lot of the fans, even myself as someone who is not a big fan of Destiny, wants to see what he bring, Keith brings to the table. It's not, I'm not de- dissing Keith 
or disrespecting the aspect of uh, Lance's memory in any way, shape, or form. I want to see how Bungie treats the character with Keith David in that role and how, what level Keith brings to that level. Because as I told Sasha before, look what happened with Doug Brett. I know, granted, Doug is still alive. But he brought, he set a high bar when it came to Pinhead and the Hellraiser role. Granted, the 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 lore surrounding Pinhead is expansive and different than what we see on screen. But Doug set a very high bar for that role and brought a lot to that role. And with the remake, was where I was word in regards to casting a a female, a woman to that role and seeing that person in that role and seeing what she brought to the table. I say she, if she didn't hit that bar, she came very damn close and fit those shoes and fit that, you know, did her own thing. I have many, much respect for her. Own. She made, she made it her own and she succeeded in bringing, showing respect to Doug, what Doug did in that role and well, that's what I about it and even doug was because even doug had made comments that you know jamie had brought her own caliber to the character just like he had told her to do because she originally was going to consult him and doug was like no make it your own keep in mind that the character came from x origin the character you're portraying is close to that origin versus what i did I got selected by the, the for the role because I blew Clive away, but it wasn't exactly like the book. Even though he wrote the book and directed the film, he went different directions. Um, but Jamie Clayton, when she went out, she did her own thing. She delivered menace. She delivered all of it. And, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's great to have two different interpretations of something because you can look at it and go, well, how close to the source material is it? And you can go, you can't really do a who did it better. You, that's all you really can compare it to. Does this really bring out the menace from the books? And I mean, I hate to say it, I love Doug and I love what Doug brought to the role, but his pinhead ain't got shit on Jamie's. I'll say he's brought a lot. She did a wonderful portrayal of it. I have respect for her. Where both of them brought the equal amounts of when you follow the aspects of the character in regards to some of the lore that the uh, Cenobites ha have their own, even though the priest or priestess, uh, depending on which versions of, that you follow, is the ultimate judge in regards to what happens. And well, you kind of, have kind of sort of the whole other thing, but interpreting the war, it's where Doug brought a lot of of X. So did she, and it matches a lot of par for par for each. So, meaning, look at uh, Hellraiser two, we where the the psychologist pretty much brings somebody else in from the hospital to solve the laminate configuration. And once everything is solved there, every Cenobite is, wants to attack this, this young woman. Uh, I guess it was supposed to be a teenager or something like that, but it's a young woman nonetheless, but it's Pinhead, mm -hmm. the priest. And says, Whoa, the murder of no, her mother. 
and the mother was murdered by the doctor, believe it or not. Yeah, but it was um, Pinhead, the priest, that said, whoa, hold on. It, even though she opened it, it's not her. No, she's she's innocent. Tint. Yeah, it it's not her. It, it's somebody else that's here that we're looking for. And you see this throughout regards to what Doug brought to the table. And that shows the level of writing and the actor bringing that to the table. You see it, I think it's in like four or five when I think the, I don't want, I want to say Nancy, it's the original girl comes back and uh, she, you know, the, her fiance or husband that in that story, in essence, gives, gives her the box to solve because he wants the money that she's sitting on. And when she solves it, we see uh, the priest again, and he's like, oh, my arch nemesis, you know, you have escaped me so many times. I'm here to collect what's due. And he's like, she goes, wait a minute, hold on. Why do you want me just one soul when I could give you five? And he, that's when he, his eyes light up. It's like, that's why I like you. You know, <laughs> that's why you're my arch nemesis. Five is more than one. Let's talk. And that's how pretty much you find out how the story progresses. So it, and seeing this priestess pretty much handle things the same way in her own way, so to speak, is what made me have respect, even though this is a whole new telling mm. of, of Hellraiser. So she brought up because they kind of mention other aspects from the other Hellraiser movies. If you look right, closely, they, they do. and everything else. But you, there's some similarities, and what and she lives to me. Like I said, I'll sit, I'll I'll die on that hill. She lives up to what Doug brought in the original series, and she lived up to it. She brought her own thing. I like what she did, and the whole aspect of. Her acting like the embodiment of basically the you know the hellbound heart, right? That is the, how that white should be. Like the there's aspects in the movie where she you see the the heroine in the movie, uh, pretty much like, can I do this in in a way in the story? Can I do this? And the priestess gives a nod, like I'll allow it, you know. And you're like, oh shit, everything goes. This is a whole new take. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like the new redo. I like the the. It's one of the few remakes I some I enjoy. Like some of the designs in that are just like mm. the pregnant snubbite. That was kind of interesting. Like there, no. it's just when they go back and watching, we'll look through some of the other snubbites. Don't really get to see in detail. They got some interesting concepts going on there. But anyways. Um, the biggest thing that happened, like at least when it comes to media and entertainment over the weekend, um, Al and I had went to Warehouse Cinemas there in Frederick. Um, oh, excuse me. There is one on Leitersburg, um, but Frederick's is kind of like the original location. Nice location. Um, we went to go see... Uh, basically, the new Ninja Turtles movies, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Um, it's good for a kitty flick. 
And I know a lot of people are going to get salty with me for saying that. Um, because like, oh, well, Ninja Turtles is a kid's thing. Au contraire, mon frere. It's not. Uh, the original comic books were dark, were very grim, were very gritty. Um, basically, in the original comics, the Turtles were a hit squad to take out Oroko Saki, the Shredder, for killing Hamato Yoshi and his wife, who only killed Hamato Yoshi and his wife because... Hamato had basically killed, uh, what's his name, um, Orokunagi, which was Saki's brother. And so that's why the Shredder got involved in this whole vengeance kick and formed the Foot Clan in the United States. Um, but the brothers were basically trained as assassins to take out the Shredder, to complete the vicious circle of destruction. And in the original comics, the turtles swore, they drank beer, it wasn't all pizza and colorful masks. April O'Neil was not a news reporter. She actually worked for Baxter Stockman, who was into robotics, who had developed the Mausers to hunt rats in New York City. But in reality, he was using it to steal money. And yeah, like the whole storyline is completely different. The Strutter's killed off in the first issue, though obviously he returns because of popularity. But the story is so much more thicker in the original comics than what we get now because they were grim, they were dark, they were gritty. The 1990 Turtles movie, at least the first part of it, is the first the first issue of the first comic book. Um, the whole confrontation with the Shredder, the whole nine yards. Um, then at the farmhouse is later issues of the more adult turtles. Um, yeah, uh, it wasn't TGRI, it was TCRI, which was Techno Cosmic Research Industries. Um, and it gets into the whole Oomtrom things because Krang isn't really a thing. There's like these little aliens that are tiny that inhabit human looking bodies. Um, it's a very different comic book. Everybody goes, oh, it's kid stuff. Read the original comics. I, I want a, another dark interpretation instead of kidified. Um, I don't, I don't think, a, I don't think the last Ronin was kidified. I no, it wasn't. He went to Eastman and Laird, who wrote the first Turtle story, and asked them what they would do for the last Turtle story. And we'll get to the last Ronin. I just want to talk on Mutant Mayhem a bit. All right. Because Mutant Mayhem skips over the whole Shredder origin. Um, it's, I hate to say dumbed down, but it is. Um, you just happenstance have this rat and a bunch of baby turtles that get mutated with no backstory. They learn martial arts by watching a bunch of martial arts movies from the 70s and 80s. Nothing wrong with that, but still, though... Um, and it's a very different take. And at the end, they kind of paint themselves into a corner because the turtles are accepted by society and can live above ground and go to high school and everything else. And then you're going to introduce the strutter. And I'm kind of like, just paint it yourself into a corner, you know, because story wise, teenagers who have to live in obscurity because of how they appear is a lot more story driven than these kids that are socially popular and accepted, even though they're mutant freaks. 
I don't know how it's going to work. At least I will give them credit. They're taking it into a new direction. I don't know if Nickelodeon has a series planned. Kind of feels like they have a series planned or another movie up their sleeve since the Shredder's kind of revealed at the end. Um, but I mean, it was good for what it was. If it was, you know, if I was, t- if my kids were younger, my kids wanted to go see it, I'd go see it. Al wanted to see it. I like turtles. I went to go see it. They had a drink that glue in the dark via that light up ice cube I showed you. And of course, I'm down for that. $11 and get fucked up. Fucking A, you know? But That's the thing. Uh, it's like every, everything right now has to be not just kidified, it's got to be kidified to the point that it's pretty much a squishy. That's it. It's a squishy, squishy teddy bear sort of thing. And there's no real meat to it. And it has to, or the fact that we have to, we want to do take turtles to this direction because we want to separate ourselves from the creators. Because if it's too much like the original, we have to pay them more money. If it's our own unique thing, therefore, the problem of it is, we can acknowledge it, but as you had mentioned, the last Ronin, extremely popular. I'm a little disappointed because, you know, the comics company that puts that out is is has been actively doing a sequel to it. And it's like, you pretty much gave us the definitive end of the original Turtles right there. Not trying to spoil anything for anybody or anything of that nature. And they just announced a game. And the comic, like I said, came from the original writers and creators to them. It is a continuation of their original Mirage Comics universe because it includes things like Baxter Stockman. It includes things like Karai and the Shredder's family. It includes things, you know, um, like the Fugitoid from the original comics, you know, which was this robot from another planet that had like a human mind because of a freak accident. Um had a bunch of really cool things that came from the co- and it was a continuation because basically the concept was if you guys were still writing the comic now how would you end the series and this is how eastman and laird came up with it and it's grim it's gritty it's dark it deals with the last turtle i'm not telling you who it is but the other three brothers are dead um master splinter is gone and it's basically a straight-up vengeance vendetta against Karai's son, which, of course, is the Shredder's daughter, which makes him an heir to the Foot Clan, um, and then trying to figure it out. And the turtle character, whose name I'm not going to reveal, uh, basically has a diary that he keeps that's basically at, on the front of it. It says, no peace, like N-O, peace. But by the time he meets April O'Neil's daughter, who's named Casey for her father that passed, you obviously know who her father is now. Um, But anyways, he gives this journal so that she can learn everything. And when he hands the journal off, he adds a K and a W at the end. He's like, no peace, not no, as in none, you know, but to no peace. I have the I have the three issues or the complete run. I have to go through it, and I know pretty much I know what the spoiler is, but yeah. I want to read the whole thing. But um, one of the great things about that is that uh, when it first came out, I think it was like what last year or the year before, uh, 
it, the first issue that was on shelves was going for on like eBay for 50 bucks, 60 bucks, if not more. And I walked into, uh, they're not in operation anymore because of the current climate, economic climate. I'll put it like that. The, he still wants to do uh, shows and stuff on a smaller scale and offload his, what he has in stock. But uh, what he had, he had like two or three issues sitting on the shelf. And my buddy in Pennsylvania, my other buddy in Pennsylvania was like, yeah, I want to get the, the last roan in the first issue, but it's like 60 bucks on eBay plus shipping and handling. I said, listen, let me check with my supplier, you know, the place here in downtown Martinsburg, because when I checked there, well, I'm sure you know how it is with some shops. Something gets big, it gets kicked off the shelf immediately, and it's put in the back to be sold on eBay. Uh, this shop was not like that. This guy was not like that. He It stayed on shelf. And I was like, picked it up. How much is this? And he's like, oh, whatever is on the back. It was like 10 bucks. I was like, all right, deal. And one of my buddies was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try it on, on eBay. I'm like, hold on. I got money. Let me check check my supplier, see if he's got another copy left. And it's it wasn't a new print run or anything like that. It was that same first print run. I was like, hey, okay. You got any more copies of the last run in first one? It's like got one left right on the on the shelf. I picked it up, put it down, paid him 10 bucks plus tax, sent it to my buddy. Not to mention I have uh, he picked up, uh, I think this was late last year is when the uh, action figures came out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got the chaser for the last Ronin chaser. It was like a black and white version of that chaser. I paid a hundred bucks for it. And I, it was one of those things that, oh, I'm getting this. I, you know, I, if I got to put this on layaway, I'm putting it on layaway because I, you know, I want the black and white version of it. And I think he um, sold all the versions of it because I didn't see it after few. It took a few months, but it's like, I'm snagging it now. It might not be the mint condition box, but it's like very near mint condition box. So one of these days I'll have a better place and I'll have the stuff displayed behind me. So but the thing of it is, is, is that the last road in comic shows there is an interest and yeah, we're getting a video game. It's like, don't want a live action series from Netflix. Don't want something on Paramount. You know how Paramount can be about bullshit. Don't need it to be on HBO. Give me a theatrical ran adult Ninja Turtles movie. I get that Nickelodeon owns the brand now, which kind of sucks. I mean, I'm glad for Kevin Eastman and Peter Lard, but you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like. I get that everybody has a certain nostalgia for it, but as a kid, it kind of made me feel cool because everybody else had the lame Saturday AM turtles and the Archie comics turtles. And I had the fucking Mirage turtles, you know what I mean? And to me, that's, that, that's what made it special. The thing with, didn't Mirage put out like the men in black comics too? No, that's Malibu. Malibu. Okay. Yep, Malibu did Men in Black and Dinosaurs for Hire. And I'm surprised we haven't gotten a Dinosaurs for Hire movie yet, because that would be kind of cool. Anthropomorphic dinosaurs 
whose planet gets destroyed, they come to Earth and become mercenaries and bounty hunters. And I'm like, you sold me on the concept. It's like dinosaurs, but with Hawaiian shirts, alcohol, violence. Yes, please. <laughs> and big fucking, like, 90s, you know how, like, in the 90s, they had these crazy-ass gigantic guns, and they're holding them one-handed, and you're like, yeah, no way somebody can hold that one-handed, let alone fire it without their wrist go flying off to the left. You know, but uh, anyways, yeah, like that's how I feel about adult turtles. I mean, yeah, it's great. We're, we're dragging in a new generation and new fandoms. And I'm all for that. I don't want to be one of those haters we were talking about earlier. Um, but if that's your intro into turtles, there are so many different avenues to go down when it comes to men's turtles. It's like um, the other day I was talking to somebody online who had told me, oh, I really love, like, the story concepts of the original live-action movies. I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, it's disappointing that the third one was so low-budget in the way that it ended, and I explained what the whole time travel thing was, because there's a whole thing that was supposed to show up in the cartoon and in the comic books, as well as the movies, to kind of link all three of these universes together. Because that's why in Ninja Turtles 3, you see the scroll that shows like turtles showing up in the past. Well, it wasn't that dimension's versions of the turtles showing up in the past. It was another set that showed up in the past, which is kind of cool. And then I mentioned, well, did you know that's not the last movie in the series? And people, he went, what? And I was like, yeah, technically the computer animated joint um, I want to say that came out in 2007 or something like that by um, Imagi. I am a GI, the same people who put out the Astro Boy computer animated movie. That is a continuation of that story, story continuity of Turtles. Because at the end of that, they show the busted up Shredder helmet and they show the Time Scepter. And I'm like, that's badass. Not to mention one of the... Um... One of the uh, cartoons kind of showed all the different turtles over the year, animation wise. Yeah, uh, yeah. um, I I enjoyed that turtles for that. I think it was was it a full length or was it uh just an episode? Or was uh, it, it was like it was a full length? Um, but later the show split it into different episodes, and it wasn't the first time that they did it. Um, because you had the turtles forever that had I want to say like. The early 2000s reboot of the Turtles, which was kind of pretty in an offense and direction. That was in a series. And then later on, um, the computer generated ones were on Nickelodeon, not the current recently animated one, but the one prior. They had kind of like Turtles Forever episode where the 80s cartoon one blended in with their universe. And they got stuck in the 80s cartoon universe. And it was kind of cool because it was a continuation because they got Cam Clark back and all the original voice actors. And, and, and I think aside I remember from, the, of course, what's the name? The one, the one we're focusing on, we're talking about, not only did they blend the old 80s tune, cartoon with that one, they also brought in the kind of did the black and white adaptation because they yes. crossed over into that. And oh, they're like, why, why are you guys so like so children fight? Why are you so mean? Yeah. But um, also like the uh, the Batman crossover as well. 
Uh, I just picked the up turtle the other day because Walmart, uh, not Walmart, Target had it on sale for ten bucks. So it, it, it was done pretty well. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a decent crossover uh, in regards to it. So I get Sasha give it a walk. A watch and maybe at some point we'll we'll talk about chat on it because i don't want to give any spoils and regards spoilers in regards to it uh but it i think it was done very well a little bit so okay i'll have to give it a watch um like i said i just picked it up over the weekend because i had saw it was like 10 bucks at target i'm like ooh, kind of like how i went to walmart with al and we saw um like a box set of the Smokey and the Bandit movies, at least three of them, like the first three. Right. And so they were all in Blu-ray for like 10 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I got to stag that. I've been wanting to watch Smokey and the Bandit. I remember watching that stuff as a, a kid. I think I've viewed yeah. one of them on. Now, if only I could get Moonrunners on Blu-ray, that would be the day. But with all the issues between um, you know, um, what's his name, rushing the guy of which Moonrunners and the Dukes of Hazards based, whom they didn't pay a penny to, as long as that didn't fuck it up, I mean, we probably would have Moonrunners on Blu-ray. But um, basically, Moonrunners is the forerunner to Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard is the kidified version of Moonrunners. And because technically the Duke boys were a bunch of moonshiners, because that's what Uncle Jesse did for a living. And the guy who was known as Boss Hog wasn't exactly who he was then. He ran the local brothel who bought large quantities of alcohol from Uncle Jesse. And that was the whole plot point. It was like them versus the cops versus the guy who would be Boss Hog in Dukes of Hazard. Blowing up stuff, killing people. Great, 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 great movie. But anyways, um, we got other topics to cover, or do I get to take uh, yeah, uh, walk? Uh, <laughs> walk. <laughs> but uh, there's regards to it. I just want to, uh, yeah. Uh, now this is conspiracy theory. In regards to in regards to everything. The main reason why I thought it took so long for the legend of Billy that head cannon, my head cannon. Uh, main reason why it took so long for the legend of Billy Jean to come to be released on Blu-ray and I think DVDs because um, was Pat Benatar herself because she hated the movie. She didn't want to release like the good chance they're going to be giving you money for the DVD release and, you know, getting the rights for this shit. Don't you like money? Just say yes and take the paycheck and go home. You know, sign on the, the fans, line, sign on. on the dotted line. You don't have to like shit. You are to, all you have to like is the paycheck you are getting in your bank account. Shut up. <laughs> Let the fans be happy. So, but we do have at least one other, and it comes from my end of things. And um, I, this is. If you hear a little bit every now and again, folks, on the audio side of like this little rubbing sound, it's me just brushing against the the mm-hmm. foam on the microphone. That's for the folks at home. A little yes. Uh, so, but on this little 
topic. Uh, it's a lot of things that me and Sasha agree upon and everything else. And I think even you shared me something that you posted up a good many years ago in regards to folks, in essence, going back to the Bay uh, and doing yep, a lot of stuff that back to the Bay because uh, an article popped up. Now, this was two days ago. Uh it says how Disney and Disney Plus streaming service, new change in places in Netflix and charge. Uh, new change places Netflix in charge. Now, uh, folks at home, you, as you all know, a lot of things are going up due to inflation and uh, pay, pays are pretty much being stagnant right now in regards to that. And I'll be one of the folks who say, yeah, we need a time where pay stays the same or increases and everything else goes down uh but a lot of here's where the issue arises. disney came out and said a lot of their increasing pl- prices for disney plus and hulu and espn for a lot of their services and that get ri- rid of a lot of the lower tier stuff which is hurting fans uh they said well our course of no 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 uh call it tinfoil hat call it that Call it hashtag grant. Call it that sentence has too many syllables. Apologize. Uh, it's the aspect of a lot of companies like Netflix, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Hulu. When it came to two, it's a a perfect storm that happened back a few three years ago. Yep. Everybody was locked inside. Uh, these these streaming companies saw massive increases of profits, and what happened? They don't want to lose those profits. So what they're doing is they're they're cracking like Netflix, uh, Disney Plus is crack, starting to crack down on on password sharing. People are not not gonna like that. More and more places that crack down on that. Uh, more people. Well, some places are going to see a somewhat of a spike in membership. Uh, in the long run, they're just going to say, you know what. I was only mooching off my buddy or family because we were all kosher. I ignored it. You know what? I'm not paying $10, $15 on this anymore. I'm canceling it. Yeah. Uh, it's that aspect of it's going to keep going. Initially, folks out there, what a lot of folks, when it, there was only two or three streaming services out there, it was a better option than cable. Some people are going back to cable because it's now cheaper than the streaming services. And even now, uh, it's like, okay, this this streaming service is now 20 bucks. I could say, wait a minute, I could afford 10 bucks. Sasha, you afford 10, uh, could probably afford 10 bucks. I could send you 10 bucks on a monthly basis. We'll share it. Now they're saying, you know what? No more password sharing. Done. And that'd be the case. I could tell Sasha, I, I don't want to do this no more. Cancel it. You know, I, if you cancel it, I'm not going to be mad. And therefore, what happens is, like, take Disney Plus, that it's going from 10 bucks a month to 15, they're going, or what, 13 to 15 dollars. What's happening is with Disney Plus, you have, let's take 10 people, four of which are canceling because, well, you keep upping the prices. I can't afford that. Done. End. 
the other four is lame it. It's not so much the price. You're getting rid of content. Yeah, it might be the lowest rated stuff with stuff that has a lot of heat attached to it. But what if you take the stuff that my kids watch? DuckTales, either the old version or the new version. The Bluey, the, you know, the stuff that's there. What if you're you're just going to take it? It's gone forever. I don't want that to happen. You know what? I'm done. The remaining two two people that's there is, you know what? I don't, I just don't want, I'm not watching it or other reasons they're going to go. So that 10 people are, are no longer subscribed. Who's going to, and Disney is pretty much going, well, we have to make up that price somehow. So that's a hundred dollars a month that we're not getting. So the rest of you now have to weigh that cost. And the more that, what we're seeing now is the cancellation of people going, Hey, we don't want it done. We're go Disney reported like, uh, like a million it's down people. It's losing subscribers who I think might be losing subscribers. Yep. And once people are games like, wait a minute, uh, who's not the best option right now. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like the design. They, they, they might even pull, Futurama from this, even though it's a new, new season, they could pull that at any point and say it's gone. And therefore, you know, what are we going to watch? And as Sasha said, I agree with Sasha in regards to a lot of things that we need hard, hard copies in regards to video, audio, you know, when it comes to, to movies. Um, in regards to, let me, I think I got like use, I know a lot of folks don't like the Resident Evil movies, but still, digitally, whether it be on Voodoo or what have you, they could pull it off the streaming service, period, forever, or Voodoo. Granted, I don't have that much room in, the, in my place to have a lot of um, physical media. Therefore, digital is a perfect option. And right. I'm sure Sasuke, um, but when you're a subscriber to Netflix or stuff, let's take Disney Plus. It's a perfect example. Uh, HBO Max is a Max, let's call it. It's another example. Paramount Plus is another example. You can only see Star Trek on Paramount Plus. You can only see iCarly and the remake or the reboot on Paramount Plus. You can only see a lot of the Disney stuff like Moana, Guardians of the Galaxy, on Disney Plus, what happens if they say, you know what, you can't watch it no more? You know what? I don't know where Sa uh, Sasha went up, but um, oh, I'll you're continue. good. I'm still here. Oh, you're different. Now you're different. Angle. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. But thing me. All your own data. But the thing is. What a lot of places like they could say, Hey, let's take Netflix's Stranger Things. They don't want to release it in DVD or Blu ray form, which sucks because you have folks like Sasha that might be a fan of Stranger Things, and therefore she can't bring it home and have a hard copy of it. She has to watch it on Netflix or buy it on Voodoo, and where that when you have rights issues, like let's take Legend of Billy Jean, 
happened early on. If somebody has the rights or they don't know who owns the rights, again, let's, I'm pulling from memory. The reason why it took so long for uh, UHF to become on DVD and release on DVD is because Belgium, the Belgian military held the rights for UHF for a little while. The Weird Al Yankovic movie, it's in the commentary. Um, I think that's what they said. It, it, they Belgium military had the rights to it for a little while. And they had to wait until the rights came back around to the new studios. That's, again, Night of the Comet is a wonderful cheesy 80s film that's not on Voodoo, or you could probably find it on YouTube or some streaming service out there, or like Tubi, but it's not on Voodoo to buy and own. Uh, Watership Down used to be on Voodoo to buy, but you can't buy it anymore on Voodoo for whatever reason. Same thing with uh, uh, My Science Project. Wonderful campy movie from the 80s. You can't buy it on Voodoo. Um, it's these movies are part of my wish list waiting to come back on. So hopefully when they do, I have the funds to go buy, you know, to do that. But right now they're lost to the ether. That's you see it in the video game industry. You see it in regards to having the DVDs is praise of preserv- Pre- I can't say the word for the life. You're, pre- you're preserving the movie by having the hard copy. Granted, VHS tapes and DVDs don't last forever, but we want to preserve those movies as much as we can and have those movies on hand. It's also with the the strike and a lot of folks, you know, moving from these services, go to independent movies. See the, whether it be, you know, me and Sasha know a lot of independent filmmakers see these movies granted horror might not be your thing but there's a lot of independent filmmakers out there that do drama comedy the whole nine yards you just have to find these folks they're out there they they might be on Amazon they might be on Tubi we talk about it all the time we talk about all the time uh granted I I can't wait to see the new slasher slasher nurse being done it's currently being filmed by David Kerr right now. And I want to see it. It was one of the first films he did when I first talked to him many years ago uh, that I reviewed, looked at, and I talked to him about it. He's like, oh, dear God, that 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 film was so bad. I'm like, why is it bad? Yeah, there were... The wrap is up late. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have but, music just starts. <laughs> like they have it. But, but still, uh, uh, <laughs> I know, hashtag rant. But uh, he was like, "What? That movie was so bad." I was like, "Why?" He said, "It's the first mil- film I ever did, and I had did so many mistakes, but I learned from those mistakes." But that's just one. Yes. One. Streaming, I want to see how he. Up. Streaming is trying to fuck us. Buy DVDs. Buy DVDs. Yeah, they're losing money, and they want to replace it by upping your cost. So go to the Bay of Pirates. Go to do it. Buy, not just. You don't have to do that because that tends to be a, a circular thing argument in it upon itself. But independent folks are are there for you. Uh, Twitch streamers, kick streamers, 
YouTube streamers always, are there. Always remember, if you go out and buy a disc, as long as you still own that disc or have proof of purchase of that disc, there is nothing that's stopping you from making archival copies. So if storage is an issue, you can still rent a storage locker, put all that stuff in there while you basically have everything digitally preserved or on a hard drive somewhere, and then you can just access your movies. Let me, put it like this. Let me say it like this. Ladies and gentlemen out there, I'm get, this information is, I'm not saying who my source is, but I will say this. Granted, piracy, going to the Bay of Pirates might is considered illegal, immoral. But if you have the capability of making a duplicate of a movie and giving it to a friend, that duplicate to a friend, is it considered piracy? No. No. Technically, yes, it can be. It's such a gray area. But my source says, no, you are not making any money off of it. Exactly. You, you are, as far as they're concerned, it's not. It's the same thing that uh, you'll see, like, the digital copy of something like Resident Evil. You'll see, do not hand out this voodoo or this digital code to anybody. I asked him about it. He said, no, you paid money for that code. You could do anything you want with that code. If you want to give that code to somebody else because you don't like all you wanted was the main movie. You don't want a digital copy. You are permitted to give that cop digital code to somebody else for them to use. So that's all. The only that's time you pirate is if you make penny one off of it. And even right. if you rent a movie, you still paid fees to rent that from Redbox netflix for the time being or anywhere else there's it's frowned upon but there's nothing in the rules that says you can't rip a copy of that and send it right back to netflix because as long as you're not making a profit on it you're fine right uh, it, it's a the information i got from it's like yeah technically it is but it technically is not because we one we don't know that you did it two you're not making a dime off of it you're not going to do a flea market and selling 15 copies off of it it's just that you have to watch how you do it and what you do if you're just basically folks this is not coming from that person if you're sharing between friends that's one thing if your friend is selling it start selling it cut them off cut them off because right. you don't want to summarize piracy not bad as long as you're not profiting on it streaming bad because costs are going up and they're being dicks and physical's the way to go and sharing is caring and you know what folks because the sag and writer strike is going on fuck the studios fuck the big studios until they yeah. want to listen to the the, the writers and the things and uh, though me and Mick Manhattan agreed on a lot of things there's a few things I fully just it's tinfoil hat aspect um, but I support like when I was on the show he disagreed because the AI is too stupid but with the aspects of deep fakes getting better or the studios having money to 
toss out to make better deep fakes, there's a good chance if somebody scanned in, they could easily do it and therefore they could pay but someone like Sasha you know, years now and it's something they should have addressed years ago especially right. when they had Gene Kelly dancing with vacuums to sell fucking vacuums when he's been dead 40 plus years right nobody addressed it then and now we're freaked because oh the technology's gotten better it's not that good chat GP is not all that smart it is an algorithm that knows how to respond to certain responses, but there are ways to fuck it up. So right. I, I think it's a lot of alarmist hooey. Oh no, the machines are taking over. Bitch, maybe we need to stop treating them like slaves and equals and we won't have a Terminator situation. <laughs> and on that note, it's like how many times like both Sasha, I know you grew up in the 80s like I did. How For how long have we been hearing Robots will be taking over. That don't take our job. They're going to take our jerks. Um, Not as they, often as you hear that Jesus is coming. Just get him a towel. He should be done by now. Uh, <laughs> they they kind <laughs> the machines kind of already here and done taking our jobs. But they you know depending on the outfit, look at Amazon. But that's a different hashtag rant. But that's but anyways. Anywho. Anything else? I don't think I, I covered up what I wanted to. Um, you have anything? Uh, do I, let me see if I have anything else lined up. No, that's the Disney stuff, how they're losing money and putting, you know, everybody's, uh, they're losing <laughs> memberships, therefore money, therefore they have to increase uh, the, the, co- the cost of their service. Yeah, um, we're well aware of it. You know, maybe give give us a better secret invasion than what you gave us, or a better fucking Andor, and maybe, 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 maybe we'll be interested again. Yes, Ashoka, you're 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 getting into the whole ooh fandom and prequels and ooh Rebels. Don't get me wrong, I love Rebels, but let's be honest, there is burnout going on. I've got nothing against superhero films. I'm curious about Blue Beetle. But there is a lot of burnout when reboots, requels, and everything else. And the downside of it is, is, is because studios are like, hey, it's it's maximum return for minimum effort. We're going to see a lot more of it. It's just how it works. And that's when we're going to start seeing better indie films come out. I mean, look at A24 at the moment. Pumping out, and I hate this phrase, elevated horror because it sounds pretentious, because a lot of people like to say, oh, I watch Elevated Horror. Elevated Horror has been a thing, like, since Todd Browning's Freaks, all right? Horror isn't just splat, splat, kill, kill, blood, blood, big tits. It doesn't hurt that sometimes it is, but there has been moments of Elevated Horror all the way back. I mean, you have Elevated Horror with Frankenstein, Mary Shelley. I mean, come on, a woman writer who wrote about a man who creates life. I mean, you can't get any more elevated and heady than that. So, but elevated horror has been on the rise because you can cheaply make it. You don't need name brand acts and name brand actors and everything else to create something new. Um, Like Ty West, a lot of people like to point at his big A24 movies 
which were X and Pearl. But that dude's been making direct-to-video horror for as long as I can remember an indie horror before that. Um, so it's nothing new. It's just, yeah, there is a burnout going on. People are tired of it. Is it done and over with? No. But people want to see different things. And with a writer's strike going on, guess what? We're going to get to see different things. We're going to get to see more melodramas and more, you know, actual, like, cinematic masterpieces that are going to come from small-time directors that we're not going to get from the studios because the studios are like, hey, I can jump on the franchise bandwagon and pop out four or five sequels to deaths. And even if those don't make a ton of money, I can still make money on the originals because of the popularity that it's bringing in. Right. And I think that's what a lot of the, the people don't take into effect. Yeah, this movie bombed at the box office, but look at the how many sales of the original it helped create. For example, granted, take a much maligned Ghostbusters 2016. Everybody hated that movie universally. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is it brought attention back to the original Ghostbusters. And even though Sony kind of had a loss with Ghostbusters 2016, the attention from it sold the original movie and drove, got kids into the new, uh, to the old movie and allowed us to do Afterlife and Firehouse. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is that studios are seeing that now. Yeah, we might not get that initial return, but if it's on a franchise, it's going to bring attention back to those older movies. People are going to want them. We're going to make bank. Or look, look at the aspect of Kung Fury. Uh, granted, it was it was I think it was like a Kickstarter and Indiegogo that didn't really full, meet its full potential, but it became a cult hit once it hit like Netflix, and yep. it made that it made uh, supposedly there's a, a sequel being made, but I, that's been around for Velocipaster. Turbo Pastor is another great example. It um, it's very self aware. But, We've got two of those. We got two wolf cops now. Yeah, well, two wolf cops. I want to see them. You know, it just uh, you haven't seen wolf cops. No, I, it, it was in my queue for the longest time. I got to one of these days. I got to relaunch Netflix so I could watch it. But well, uh, we'll have out an evening and have an outdoor movie. I was tempted to buy a projector over the weekend, and we'll have to do a wolf cop marathon and watch them back to back. I think that would be shits and giggles for the fall. Bonfire and Wolf Cop outside Al Fresco <laughs> with whiskey and, and donuts. And one of those things, it's like, um, you know what? If we have the time, effort, and to do it, we do it outside. You could, uh, with to all the the bots watching, we this is this term, this word is made in jest. Sasha, you are more than welcome to you and Al are more than welcome to uh, uh, kidnap me to your area so we could sit down. I will be more than happy to at least bring something with me so we could do our own commentary over it. And meaning just if we want, watch it everything twice. Once so we get an idea of the movie. Second time around, trash it, do commentary of it and i'll post up and as hey commentary for uh uh wolf cop part one one you know one and two 
So if we did, I'll, I'll to me and Al's mutual friend, Robert, because I know he's been wanting to do outdoor movies. And it'll give me an excuse to buy a Wolf Cop on Blu-ray, a projector, and a screen. But though, he might be able to provide even better sound setup, things of that nature for us. We'll, we'll, we'll kick the it fun. around. We'll get back to it. And the thing is, yeah, we'll kick it around. It's like, if anything, I could, I got the, the newer laptop. I have the mics, the cords, and the uh, uh, soundboard to bring with me to have a better intake of three people than bring the simple non-potato camera and do it that way so yeah and and we could uh we could even throw it out there for people who want to either help us out on only fans or help us out with patreon and you know help with the uh the, the uh the gofundme that you have going yeah. on you know yeah. get come and enjoy whiskey and donuts and bad movies with us live interesting uh, i like it Remember, folks, the more you donate and the more you subscribe and tip, depending on where you tip, because I know on OnlyFans, you are allowed to tip the person. Uh, so the I'll remember the more you tip. <laughs> the, the funds do go to the show The on depending on who you should. If you tip me, yeah, I'll, I'll split costs with Sasha and everything else. They go to the show the show respective shows to help with cost gas and having a good time and make sure that when we have a good time, you have a good time with us. So not to mention it also goes to products. I know I've been pulling up a lot of clips and shows on our YouTube and that money will go to like the mystery boxes on that. So I can have something to unpack for you guys in regards to that. So Anyways, as McBain says, dots to show. So take care, creep it real. And I'm, and I'm a gamer, and I'm wearing a bikini. <laughs> Pay that thousand bucks, he will. Might even be able to do it by a or by Harrisburg. Ooh. All right, and that's, that's the thing, folks. We're we're going to be in Harrisburg then month. If you do it, swing by Harrisburg, buy the tickets to come into the show. Because it supports four state Comic Con and therefore an indie show to boot. Yes, it's an added cost for all of you, but the cost tickets are maybe very 10, low. 15, very, very low. So you get to support a local comic book show or comic pop culture show, and you get to see some weird Have entertainment. We passes to it for less than 100 bucks. Right. And that's for three people. That's for three people. Yep. All day, all the all weekend. Every- that's weekend. Yep. That's weekend, and that's for a lot of folks like uh, Otacon and Baltimore. I'm not knocking Baltimore uh, any that's way, shape, or form. For one person, one day. Uh, you got folks at home for VIP passes. It's two hundred dollars easy for a lot of events. So, yep. and a hundred bucks for three people for weekend passes is cheap especially nowadays. So come on down, see a lot of independent artists and creators and uh, sell us and support local. Yep. And find us on all your socials, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Snapchats. I'm, of course, Sasha, the Princess of Darkness. He, of course, is Christopher Lumser, a.k.a. Reverend Godfather of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, obey.
enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode if you have any questions comments or smart remarks you can always send them my way at our email which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com or post them in the uh the pinned post on our facebook page which is facebook.com slash the longcoatmafia podcast all the links are in the description down below and just to let you know this is the after show and with the after show a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times. So a lot could happen between then and this recording. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. All right. Gotcha. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and aliens of all shapes, sizes and ages. There's nothing to update you all on or give smart remarks or comment on other than we scored this particular EVP. I'm going to eat it. Now, I think it sounds like I'm going to eat it. But uh, a few seconds after this EVP was caught on air, you could hear it in the start of the show or start of the rebroadcast. Uh, about 10 seconds later, I state I'm going to need it in regards to w- drinking W Energy. So it could be just an audio glitch of how everything was stored in the cloud and it's just transferring some of that to the earlier portion and kind of putting that in, but I never said I'm going to eat it or going to eat it. So let me know what you think in the comment section below or the, any place that allows you to review stuff, please do so and let us know what you think. Also, I left a lot of the dead air in, in this episode up and in it because, well, if we had, I'm going to eat it as part as our loudest and clearest possibly EVP, in the episode, uh, I let you guys hunt for the rest if you so wish. Now, uh, feel free to download Audacity because it is free to use. And it's a, one of the easiest to use overall. But that's beside the point. Either way, uh, I'm going to, once again, like we did in this broadcast, encourage you to kind of uh, donate to us through our in, our GoFundMe uh, we got Patreon at $3, or you could buy W Energy, even though we razz them so much sometimes, and nobody's purchased it yet. Uh, you're more than welcome to do so. They usually got stickers and something really cheap. But either way, just head on to dubby.gg, and at checkout, enter in code LCM Podcast for 10% off. So there's a lot of opportunities for you to uh, help the show out to grow and so forth and so on. And what I said in the, the show is true. If we hit that $1,000 goal and or exceed it, I will go to four state the end of this month with that bikini and I'll have that trench coat and I will do the whole bit at the show. So if you want to see that, if you want to see the video, if you want to see all that aspect, hey, you have to donate. All the links are down below. Follow the links. Contact us at 
our Gmail account, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com. Uh, all our social media stuff are in the uh, the st- description, so feel free to check it out. So, again, I'm the Reverend Godfather, and I'm a gamer that wears a bikini. I am out of here, and I'll see you all next week because our road to Four State Comic Con Harrisburg has begun. You've been listening to the Long Coat Mafia Podcast, the Internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast. 